The following talk was given at the Insight Meditation Center in Redwood City, California. Please visit our website at audiodharma.org. Okay, here we, here we go. There. So, hi everyone. Hello again and welcome to Happy Hour. So, I'd like to invite us to, uh, to continue with the practice of compassion. It's, it's a challenging time in the world. And uh, whether we are having personal challenges also, um, and also caring for others in our lives, in our hearts, in our minds, you can never have enough compassion, the practice of compassion, of course, with stability, with equanimity, with the stable base of care. So I like to continue with the practice of compassion. Um, it just, it feels appropriate to me. So, so let's, let's practice together. Let's shift into our meditation posture. Arriving, arriving, arriving in our bodies, arriving in this moment in time. Softening, relaxing the body. Taking a moment of refuge, taking this time for refuge. Away from the busyness and the demands of the world. First to settle, first and foremost to settle. Feeling our feet grounded on the earth as if we were a well-rooted tree. Feeling ourselves well-rooted, connected to the earth. And we put down in this moment, let go of worries, concerns, just to become more available. Connecting with the breath, the in-breath, the out-breath, the sensations of the body. This moment of being alive, however it's showing up for us. as if it were our last moment on the earth. So precious, 
not taking it for granted. Not just another moment of being alive in the midst of many moments, but appreciating the gravity of being alive in this moment. And really inhabiting, inhabiting our body, inhabiting our our humanity, our fullness. Not the same patterns over and over, but really taking our seat. And I take my seat in this moment. Relax into it, and yet really take my seat. As if my life really matters, because it does. Taking a few minutes to simply connect with each in-breath and out-breath. With the entire in-breath and out-breath. Coming fully present. And we settle in, settle in more. 
more gravity, with more gravity. Feeling our bodies, weight, presence, sitting here in this moment in time. I'd like to invite us to experiment with a different way of practicing compassion. It's related to radiating compassion, but a little different. So let's begin with is the practice of radiating. And we find our way into this other way. As if your body reverberating, radiating care. Through the entire world. 
care that touches you first as it's radiated. And as it radiates, reverberates throughout the world in unseen ways, it impacts whomever it comes to contact with, with your goodwill and good wishes, with your care, especially if they're suffering or having challenges. And brings sucker comfort, ease. And again, in this practice, it's not about magical powers. It's about cultivating our own heart, our own goodwill. And instead of feeling hopeless and helpless, we turn towards care, compassion, Instead of turning away from the problems of the world and the problems of our life, we turn towards them with care. And now I'd like to invite you to consider in the same way that in Einstein's relativity theory, every mass, every object bends the space around it, bends the space. That's how gravity is shaped and formed. Every mass shapes, turns the space around it. These gravitational forces, this is how they're shaped. And now imagine that your presence in the world matters through the power of your care, your compassion, your engagement. Space of humanity curves. It shifts, it changes around you. And the more caring people in the world there are, the more this shift, this curving of the space of humanity happens. And your presence isn't for naught. It makes a difference. Trust that it makes a difference.
gravitational force of compassion shifting the space of humanity simply by your presence, simply by your goodwill. There's nothing you need to do. Simply have, embody the moral gravity, the moral gravity of goodwill and compassion. Embody it. That's all. Embody it with each breath. Trusting that it makes a difference. It helps to add the phrases of compassion. Please do so by all means. May I, may all beings everywhere, be free from suffering, from sorrow, from pain. Have ease in the midst of it.
I care. For your pain. I care for your suffering. I wish you ease, or I wish myself ease, wish all of us ease. May all of us be free from sorrow, from pain.
So we move to bring this sitting period to a close. Can we trust that our caring, compassionate presence in the world makes a difference? By having this trust, we can actuate more change in the world instead of feeling helpless, taking compassionate action for ourselves, for others, may all beings everywhere be free from suffering, from sorrow, may all beings everywhere be free including ourselves. Everyone, thanks for your practice. May all beings be free from suffering and sorrow, including ourselves. So this practice today, we started with settling in the body with the breath. And then we turned to the practice of radiating compassion, which is something that we've discussed before, you might be familiar with. And then we turned to this idea of of how the same way in, in Einstein's relativity, relativity theory, where a mass shifts and changes the space around it, it curves space, that with our presence, with our moral weight of care, compassion for ourselves and for others, we curve, we shift the space of humanity, and, and trusting that, trusting that, and in this way, it's also not so attached to outcome. It's not so so um, forceful. Sometimes the practice of compassion can feel, if you're doing the phrases and really attached to them, may you be free from suffering, may you be, it can, it can bring more anxiety. And, and this is a way of actually settling into the moral gravity, the compassionate gravity of, of, of our being, alive in this time and caring, caring, and that can support and help taking compassionate actions instead of feeling overwhelmed and um, powerless. So it really, it's a way of feeling into the stability, the gravity of our presence for more compassion and more compassionate action instead of veering into empathetic distress. So that's the wisdom of this practice. This is what it's supposed to bring up. And again, some practices might work for you, some may not. It's all good. Keep it if it works for you and let it go if it doesn't. So with that, we have some time for for engaging with each other in small groups, uh, in breakout groups. And the invitation I have for tonight is um, let's go reverse alphabetical order, first name. And the invitation to explore, uh, each person will offer a nugget 
again, exploring for your own sake. The other two people are just holding you witness, not not asking questions, not interfering, not crosstalk, just holding compassionate witness as you explore. What does this mean to you? This holding, this, this, the feeling into you, the gravity of your own compassionate presence. Um, how can be, how, how was the practice for you uh, in this session? How can you lean into it? What was challenging? Just exploring for yourself. And the other two people will, are holding you with this. So it's basically you're journaling out loud. Is You're journaling out loud. And other people are not going to ask you questions or interrupt. You're just offering a nugget and somebody else will offer a nugget. Or maybe they say pass. And then you go round and round as much time as you have. Be kind with one another. Be compassionate. This is really a way to practice um, the rubber meeting the road in the small groups. First, we sit quietly on our own, and now we engage. It's not about educating, impressing, showing off, showing up. We're just supporting. We're curving the space together in this caring space that we co-create together. And it's also very fun. So enjoy the the space that you get to co-create with one another. So I'm going to create the rooms and I ask you to take care of yourself, take care of each other, be kind. And um, okay, I'm opening the rooms now. Here we go. Rooms are closed, everybody's back. And uh, we have a few minutes for reflections, um, comments, questions. So what did you discover? What did you discover in this practice? And uh, yes, the chat is open as well. So you can raise your hand, if, especially if you haven't shared in community for a while. Um, and you can also type in chat your questions and comments if uh, you type them to me um, privately. If you chat them privately, I will read your reflection, not your name. And if it's to everyone, I'll read your name as well. Ruth, I see your hand. Um, it was towards the end that we were talking and I realized I love animals and it's so much easier for me to be compassionate with animals. And I've seen some dogs um, from Ukraine and I just, it breaks my heart. Um, the unconditional love that we get from pets is is so incredible. And it's so much easier for me to have compassion for animals than people, I hate to say. Mm, yeah, yeah. Thanks for saying that. And, and I appreciate the courage that it takes to actually say this and verbalize it. And and it's great that you know and, and your heart has a way in Um and for many people, animals are easier because we, you know, they don't talk back, right? It's, it's, there's a sense of <laughs> ease, you know, they don't have opinions. They're just unconditionally loving. They don't, you know. Um, so, and it's okay to start there, Ruth. It's perfectly fine to start there. And I ask you not to stop there. And just to say, that's it, that's easy. I'm just going to start where it's easy and end where it's easy. Please start where it's easy. You and everyone else who might be listening say, yeah, me too. Um, but don't end there. Let that prime your heart. Start with with 
animals, dogs, pets, start there. And when your heart is primed, then do bait and switch. This is how this practice works. You you prime your heart with wherever it's easy, and then you bring in someone who's a little harder. And then the fire of the heart we'll call it like dissipate and then you do it again you bring where it's easy you the fire of yes meta compassion and then you bring in so we keep doing that until it catches does that make sense is that clear yes i see you're nodding great so please do that this is great that you have a way in that's not a problem it's great yeah any other reflections or questions anything about this perhaps unusual way of of feeling into compassion as this, the weight, the moral weight, and and relating it to uh, Einstein's relativity, which has never been taught and will probably never be, or might be. But anyway, this is just creative ways of of practicing compassion. Mary, I see your hand, please. Thank you. Um, I have what I experienced in our time was especially toward the end when you talked about trust, it was like, oh, that, that's toughy. Um, and then something else you said, and so I'm checking this, was shifted it for me in that the way I understood, or the way I experienced was the practice of to trust that to practice compassion, meditate on compassion, extending compassion, that that creates a stability that then allows the expression of compassion in in different circumstances. And whether they be small, you know, like um, the clerk at the grocery store or they turn out larger, that that is less important. It is the cultivation of the stability. Am I on? How does that? Yeah, 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 yeah. I appreciate the way you're you're putting it. I think um, you're you're articulating something that I was trying to bring in, which is compassion together with stability. And stability is another word for equanimity. Because compassion needs to have equanimity as a part of it. This is a sense of, so let's call it stability right now. Stability, equanimity, this presence, this sense of presence, conviction, gravity that helps it not get overwhelmed, not get reactive, not get, oh, poor me, I have no control. There's a sense of stability and weight in it. That's what I was trying to bring in. Mm-hmm. And that's what I hear you picked up. And that's the sense of, yeah, it doesn't matter how little or small it is, but the sense of stability of it helps it grow instead of feeling small and, and powerless. Thank you. I hadn't thought of it connected at all with with equanimity. Mm-hmm. So that, that's another good place. Yeah. Thank you. Great. Thank you, Mary. Yeah. yeah. Jerry says, we discussed recent work showing that the more one has been doing daily mindfulness meditation, that uh, more one can enter into compassion, even for those suffering a great deal and think of how one might help them. Great. I appreciate that, Jerry. Thank you for that reflection. 
Rich, I see your hand. I forget. Do you go by Rich or Richard? Well, either way. Okay. Uh, I just wanted to thank you for bringing up relativity uh, because I so often hear people talk about quantum mechanics and I just feel that I'm lost in the sea of delusion when I start hearing about spooky particles. <laughs> oh, that's funny. Yeah, yeah. Tell you what, I might have mentioned this before, um, but if you want a good resource, actually, a great book, I might have mentioned the book Helgoland, H-E-L-G-O-L-A-N-D, Helgoland, by Carlo Rovelli, who's a um, renowned um, quantum physicist, actually. And he speaks beautifully about quantum physics and how it connects with emptiness in Buddhism and uh, Nagarjuna's theory. So if you want a, um, a treatment of a topic that's not filled with BS, then, then I suggest that book, Richard. Thank you. You're welcome. Padma. Yeah, hi, thank you, Nikki. Um, so I might my <laughs> comment might be a bit more somewhat controversial, but um you know the whole compassionate and the equanimity, it, it really helps for me. It helped me. Thank you to you all. Um, you know, in giving the compassion to the slightly challenged and even the most difficult one. But I think um like today, I was a little frustrated because I, I don't think just having the compassion helps the world that's suffering, right? Um, so it, I feel like it just for me, being compassionate and it's like, okay, you know, um, be at peace kind of a thing. So, um, yeah, I don't know if we have something to say, but. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> so so what you're raising is this concern that, oh, is is my practice of compassion, is it just for me to become calm and, and, um, uh, stable and, and, and is it desensitizing me even? I'm, I'm just going to make it even more controversial than, than you made it. So it's actually desensitizing me from the, the suffering of the world just because I'm becoming calm and it's all, all good. So I think it is important that we don't stop, um, uh, practicing with practicing compassion with ourselves that's where we start and we need to have that it's so important to have that otherwise we're like a headless chicken like ah i don't know what to do like that is the first place papa that's so important so thank you for doing that for the sake of everyone because if you are stressed out and um and not compassionate to yourself that doesn't make anyone it's not good for you it's not good for anyone around you so it's not a compassionate move it's 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 not helpful for the world and yet don't stop there similar to what i was saying earlier don't stop there when you are practicing compassion for yourself being calm and and stable spend a minute or two bringing someone else who's who's having a challenging time or you're having challenges with to bring it into the space of compassion. Expand your heart. Don't be content with just where it is. Stretch, stretch a little bit. Does that does that make sense? Um yes, but um but I was more referring to how is that gonna help um uh, the conflicts and the world that's suffering. Ah, 
ah, how is that going? Great, great question. How is that going to? So, you know, um, if you actually do that part of bringing people who are, say, let's say you practice compassion for yourself and, and then uh, after you have spaciousness in your mind and heart, you bring people who are suffering in the world and you imagine them suffering and still your heart has the stability to wish them well, to wish them well. Then compare that to you being a headless chicken and not even having the space to think about them, to bring them into your consciousness, right? So in one case, you're turning towards them. In another case, you're not turning. When you're turning towards them, there's more likely, and compassion includes the motivation and the the and responding to to suffering. So maybe you will actually call your representative. Maybe you'll sign a petition instead of just saying, "Oh, this is too much. I'm just not even going there." So it's a stepping stone. It's not where you stop, but it's a stepping stone to taking action. Thank you. Thanks for your question. Fernando says, in happy hour, meta practice feels gentle to me, but in daily life, I resort to it as a quick fix for discomfort, making me question if I'm misusing it. How can I keep its gentle essence in daily situations? Tell me how, if, if you wouldn't mind, because it's, I don't want to put you on the spot either, and yet it helps me under, to, to answer that question, what do you mean if you resort to it as a quick fix for discomfort? Um, if you... Uh, if, if you would either put it in chat or raise your hand and just create, uh, put a little more context, because I'm not quite sure what you mean, what what that actually means. Whether actually you are misusing it or not, I don't know. You need a little more information, more data here. And here, I'm going to ask you to unmute if you want to. You don't have to. But... Yeah, sorry, I couldn't figure out how to All raise... good. Thank you. Um, I think I mean that I sort of, I noticed a, an uncomfortable thought or a negative thought towards a situation or someone else. And I immediately feel like my mind is running to the breath or to, um, meta phrases. And it feels like there's a little bit of distress in how quickly my mind is running to it. Mm, got it. Yeah. yeah, thank you. Yes, thanks for adding more um, nuance to it. So so trust what you just said, what you just sh- shared about, oh, yeah, it seems like there's there's a little bit of a distress and just I'm running into to using, uh, calming myself through metta like a hammer. I'm just like hammering out the uncomfortable situation. Like, ah, I can't be comfortable. I can't. And um, so so trust that. So trust. So so. It's okay. So you know, so my invitation is to um allow yourself to become comfortable with being uncomfortable. Can you grow sense of comfort with discomfort? Um and and be with it, really enter it instead of pushing it away. Um and and it can it actually it's it's a way to stretch ourselves instead of it, it's a way of so the way you're describing it again I so appreciate your wisdom it's like yeah I'm kind of suppressing my negative emotions like I'm not going to go there I'm just going to like yeah yeah patch it over with with metta and it is very healthy and and actually it's um, it produces more insight 
if you feel comfortable going into it, doesn't mean you can you don't condone it and you don't act out of it. I'll give you an example. A few days ago, I noticed I was really agitated, and and there was this this sense of anger that's coming up, and I usually don't feel anger, so it's not a very comfortable or, or, or familiar feeling for me. So. And there was a sense of, oh, I noticed, oh, like, I am not quite going in there. It's like, no, 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 I don't want to feel angry. Like, no, no, wait, sweetheart, let's let's check this out. Let's go into it. Let's feel what this feels. Oh, yeah, it feels uncomfortable. I don't like it. Yeah, but and this is what it feels. And then it opened up. It, it shifted. It turned like, oh, yeah, no, this is healthy. This is good. This it's. I, I'm not going to act out of it, but it's good to let it be. It has... There's so much to for me, for everyone to learn from letting it be, and then it transforms, and then metta or stability or wisdom can be explored through it. So I hope that's helpful. Yeah, thanks, Fernanda. So we have come to the end of our time together. Thank you all for your practice, for showing up to cultivate kindness, wisdom, compassion for all beings everywhere, including ourselves. May all beings be well. May all beings be free. And may we be a compassionate force in the world. May we cultivate our hearts and our actions, our actions, to to serve all beings everywhere. Thanks, everyone. Take good care. Thank you. And it's stop.